When it comes to weight loss, no two people are the same. That's why Noom builds personalized plans based on your unique psychology and biology. Take Brittany. After years of unsustainable diets, Noom helped her lose 20 pounds and keep it off. I was definitely in a yo-yo cycle for years of just losing weight, gaining weight, and it was exhausting. And Stephanie. She's a former D1 athlete who knew she couldn't out-train her diet, and she lost 38 pounds. My relationship to food before Noom was never consistent. And Evan, he can't stand salads, but he still lost 50 pounds with Noom. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. Even through the pickiness, Noom taught me that building better habits builds a healthier lifestyle. I'm not doing this to get to a number. I'm doing this to feel better. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom users compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Being a parent can be really challenging. It's normal to feel uncertain about whether you're doing the right things to raise healthy and happy children. That's why Child and Family Resource Network focuses on connecting pregnant parents and those with kids under the age of five with free support services to help them build confidence in their parenting journey. Everyone deserves to have someone they can turn to for support with parenting. Visit childandfamilyresourcenetwork.org today. Being a parent can be really challenging. Child and Family Resource Network focuses on connecting pregnant parents and those with kids under the age of five with free support services to help them on their parenting journey. Everyone deserves someone they can turn to for help with parenting. Visit childandfamilyresourcenetwork.org today. Special Operations. Covert Ops. Espionage. The Team House. With your hopes. Jack Murphy and David Park. Hey folks, welcome to our New Year's edition of the Team House, our New Year's message that we uh, we did one of these last year and we're going to do another one this year, just kind of doing a year of review and talking about the episodes that came out over 2021 and kind of where we're going into the future and what we have planned for 2022. Um, you know, I think in 2021 was really a year of expansion for us. 2020 was really just trying to establish ourselves and kind of what we do and what we're all about. And then the last, this last year has been kind of expanding outwards and really building the team house um, increasing the quality, like the technical quality of the show was really important. Um, and I, I think it increased tremendously. We brought Dion to produce, um, so many little things that made a big difference in the show. Um, and then just making sure that we were bringing you more of what you wanted. And, uh, I, I did a little bit of, uh, statistics here to, to share with you as far as, the guests who we had on the show in 2021. And I, some of the guests are counted twice because they did more than one thing while uh, they were in their, in their military service or governmental service. So over the last year, we had one guest who served in JTF2, Canada's counterterrorism unit. We had He was very polite, by the way. <laughs> we had six U.S. Special Forces veterans mm-hmm. on the show. We had one gentleman who served in MACV SOG, Studies and Observations Group in Vietnam. We had two who served in the Special Air Service. 
We had two guests who served in Army Counterintelligence. We had one guest who served in Denmark's Sirius Patrol. We had four guests who worked as mercenaries during their colorful careers. We had one guest who served in the Regimental Reconnaissance Detachment. That was something you guys kept asking me for. Have an RRD guy on. We, we did it. Actually, we had him on, we had him on the show twice. Uh, we had five rangers on the show. We had one ground branch guy. We had three former FBI agents. We've had five journalists on the show. One SEAL Team 6 guy. One Secret Service member. Ten CIA officers. One member of the Diplomatic Security Service. Two JSOC operators. One person who did cyber special reconnaissance in support of JSOC. We had one JTAC, one FSB defector, three guys who served in the conventional forces, one person who served in the Coast Guard, and one Apache pilot. So I think we covered quite a bit of ground in 2021. We get it done. Yeah. So also uh, the 31st, the Friday, like this show is legitimately on New Year's Eve. So if you're watching this show right now, get a fucking life. <laughs> Happy New Year. Happy New Year. And I hope um, you had a good Christmas. Yeah, yeah. And But thank you so much for joining us. Our, um, you know, it's funny because people now, we're at the point now, our, our channel where people with smaller podcasts um, and smaller state, you know, channels are asking us, like, uh, how do you guys make a successful podcast? And it's like, if I, you just keep uh. talking. And honestly, thank you. Uh, you know, from our humble beginnings, um, when really, you know, uh, Patreon supporters, before ad revenue, before anything else, when Patreon supporters were helping us keep the lights on, um, you know, you guys have been incredible and we want to keep bringing you the content that we have and allowing people. Um, and I, and I love, I love like all the different people that we've had on and, you know, a lot of them, one of the comments we get a lot from people when we invite them on the show is, well, you guys have had some legends on that show. Like I was just an analyst or just this or just this. I don't have those kinds of stories. And we're like, that's that's not what we, we love war stories. But we want to capture the other stories. Yeah, so. but we're not hung up on just war stories. We want to tell everybody's story. Everybody who had a different type of experience or who was part of some sort of history we we want to give them the opportunity. We want, you know, this is like living history for us now. Um, and I think when you have that sort of like diversity of guests in in their professional backgrounds, it tells this much larger story and gives this much larger insight into what is otherwise a hidden, if not clandestine and covert world, right? Right. Because yeah. um, a lot of the stories our guests tell, they intersect with one another. They overlap with right. one and another. Right, and there are a lot of unsung heroes out there who – you know, may not have been shot at or ever, you know, pulled a trigger on a gun, but who were every bit as vital in, you know, these parts of history. 
but we would never hear their stories. Yeah, and, and no, absolutely, Dave. And, and I would just like to re- reiterate what Dave said that, you know, I really appreciate all of you guys supporting the show. And it really was the Patreon supporters who jumped in and kept this show running um, and helped it actually grow during a pandemic over right. the thing. So, I mean, it, it was really cool and it really is a viewer supported show. Yeah. It always has been. Yeah. And, and even if you're not uh, part of our Patreon, uh, first off, what's wrong with you? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> We we appreciate your support. We appreciate you watching our channel, liking our video, subscribing. All those things help us tremendously. Um, just for some other interesting statistics from the year 2021, our videos had a combined uh, viewership of 1.8 million views. Um, we are up 14.8 thousand subscribers. And I think we're we're coming up to like uh, we're gonna we're getting close to like thirty thousand subscribers. I think we're at like almost. Are we at twenty seven? Getting close to twenty eight now? I believe so. Something we're, like we're, that. We're, we're rolling. We're at twenty eight. We're at twenty eight. Wow. Wow. Yeah, it's awesome. So I think we'll probably hit forty thousand in twenty twenty two, which is a good place to be. Yeah. And I thought what we would do for this year of review is just kind of um, start off going through, spend about a minute or two talking about each one of the episodes that we did during 2021 and maybe bring to light some ideas or people who missed some of those previous episodes. Maybe they'd like to go back and uh, check them out if yeah. they missed it. And then we can talk a little bit about what's coming in 2022. Yeah. If you're a, if you're a new viewer, we understand it. We, we do long form. We want to give people time to tell their stories. Um, we want to get personal with them. And we understand that it's almost impossible to go back and sure. and re- watch all this content. We get it. So we'll give you sort of a, a brief summation. A thumbnail that, sketch. Yeah, and maybe there might be something that interests you. So uh, from our last New Year's message uh, a year ago, I mean, well, so the, the previous episode we just, for this year, this year's Christmas episode was with Mark Lee, that uh, wonderful artist. That was a pre-recorded episode. Do you know what the pre-recorded episode we did for last Christmas was? It was Greg Corker. That, if time flies, doesn't it? It does, It yeah. doesn't feel like that long ago. Yeah. Um, so Greg uh, was kind of the last episode of 2020, and then our New Year's episode for uh, 2021. And then the first episode for 2021 was a Canadian JTF2 operator, Jeff DePazzi. Uh, that was a cool episode, man. And uh, from you don't get to hear from too many Canadian counterterrorism operators, you know, small but professional unit that yeah. they have. And, you know, it's interesting because I remember, uh, you know, first off, he was an amazing or is an amazing guy. It was a great interview. I remember a lot of people, not a lot of people, but, you know, people saying, oh, well, he like he's not talking about a lot of stuff. And understand that even getting these guys on the show sometime is an insurmountable uh, task, uh, which we surmount. Um, But but we understand Jack and I both understand that there are a lot of things that our guests can't talk about. And this isn't hardball. It's the team house. So a lot of times. When our guests come on, it's because somebody else has vouched for us saying, hey, like these guys are not, they're not going to try to get a gotcha question. They're not going to like stay on you about something. It's that, professional. That is it's at a professional level. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, we feel privileged that 
you know, one that you all watch, but two that these guests do come on and they share their time with us. And we're just, you know, so we're not going to get, we're not going to try to get somebody to open up about the, the inside truth of something. If, well, I, I will, but if it's secret and they can't talk about it, then I, I get it. It's, you yeah. know, it's professional, right? Yeah. But, uh, you know, on that note, Dave, I have grievances to air also <laughs> about some of you fuckers in the comments section who start talking <laughs> shit about our guests. Like, oh, they, they say, uh, um, listen, buddy, <laughs> listen, pal, in the comments section. Uh, you're assuming their gender. I don't give a fuck who they are. I don't give a shit what, what their gender is, you scumbag. We have people on this show, and I spend a lot of time getting people on this show who have never been interviewed before. Like, that's my thing, is I want unique interviews with unique guests, people who are, are not normally interviewed. So we're bringing you, like, exclusive interviews, like new stuff that you've never heard from before. And so... We have people on here. They're not professional speakers. They're not public speakers. This isn't Jocko Willink's TED Talk, okay? And, yeah, what is it, Dave? Uh, just to jump on that, first off, the people that come on the show are extraordinary people. Yeah. 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 So the scumbag commenter who's saying, oh, this guy's saying, uh, um, um, like, or whatever, you try going on a show live and talk about your achievements, which you have none. <laughs> Like, try that on for size and see if you're not going to say, um, or, be, you know, say like or whatever, you know, strip off yeah, a little yeah. bit. And and I, I don't say that to, to uh, rag on Jocko Willink. I mean, what I'm saying is he's a polished public speaker. He's good at what he does. We're having people on here who they're doing a sort of public speaking. They've never done it in their lives. So give these people a fucking break in the comments section, get off their ass. And like, if, if you don't like it and you're like, Oh, there's too many ums and ahs, get the hell off of here and go watch Ted talks. Get out of here. Go away. I don't need you. You're, you're fired. <laughs> you're fired. Just go. Okay. Use, use team 20 for manscape. Though. That's, that's my, that's my airing of the grievances about the comments section. So the next episode was episode 76 in uh, 2021. We had Nick Brockhausen on the show, yeah, who is a huge character, an amazing guy. He uh, served in MACV SOG in Vietnam and then went on to have all kinds of adventures as a security contractor after the war, um, working with Jeff Miller yeah. also. Yeah, that was um, a fun show. Nick is the author of uh, a couple books about, uh, about SOG, and also he co-authored a book with Jeff Miller, Vagabonds, which is about their time as security contractors. And yeah, so Nick is a very colorful character. So is Jeff, and you guys should go check out his books. They're both of their books if you haven't already. That was a fun one. Um, the next episode we did, uh, I really enjoyed this one, and I enjoyed his book. John Gardner, he served in the Australian SAS, the Rhodesian SAS, uh, served in a sort of gray area as a South African intelligence guy. And then as a private security contractor. And his book is actually behind you, Dave. It's uh, The Fading Light by John Gardner. I hope you guys will go check that out. John is a very interesting guy. And, um, I mean, that was a pretty extensive interview we did with him. So I, I hope you guys will check that out. Uh, then the next episode, 78, was with uh, Adam White, who served as a counterintelligence agent in the Army. And, I mean, that's like a sprawling interview about Iraq. I mean, we didn't even get to Afghanistan in that no. interview. Yeah. 
And, and actually, that's the one where we, you know, me, me and Adam, Elon Musk it up, and you got the, you got to see your pal Jack smoking the reefer, yeah, on a live stream. Some Mary Jane, yeah, the devil's lettuce. <laughs> I don't, I don't do that very often. I usually just get, I drink more than I probably should. Which you know, stream, here's a fascinating, and we know that like this video isn't going to get like quite the views that. You know, some of our other videos do because it's just Jack and I bullshitting. So we're going to give you some inside scoop. One of our first guests, before before the team house was the team house, before we really had a theme, one of our first guests was going to be Gary Boosie. And, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah um, uh, and that fell through, unfortunately. Uh, but but I was just – and I like I'm making a comment about Gary Boosie now, which I don't know is true. It just seemed funny at the time. I should caveat that. But – as opposed to like smoking the reefer with with Adam, we might have been doing lines of coke with Gary Boosie. Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? Actually, he probably is is clean and sober. But he is. Yeah, he is. Yeah. Well, you were, we we went out and had coffee with him one night, and uh, yeah, Gary. Yeah, Gary is sober. Uh, he's still a, he's a huge personality to say he's, the least. Yeah, <laughs> he's quite a guy. Honestly, yeah, he is. <laughs> Uh, the next episode, 79, this was one that didn't get as many views because I think people didn't know what it was. I really hope you'll go back and take a look at it. Is uh, We interviewed Casper Domso, who served in Denmark's Sirius Patrol, which is one of Denmark's special operations units. They have the Frogman Corps and the Jaeger Corps. Um, but then the third one is Sirius Patrol, and these guys patrol Greenland um, largely on dog sleds. And it's just like two guys out there for months at a time. So that's like a really unique interview from someone you don't get to hear from so often. I, I feel like there might be a couple others, but I feel like his is one of two interviews that are so underrated and I wish would get more exposure, not for our benefit, but for theirs. His and then uh, Marty Peterson's. Mm-hmm. You know, we'll, we'll, we'll yeah, get the Marty but those, in a moment. But those are two episodes where I'm like, I, I think people would really, really find this interesting. I, and I it doesn't have the sizzle of like SEAL Team 6 or Delta Force or CIA, but it is really fascinating. Yeah, yeah, it's one, one of a kind, really. Uh, episode 80 was with Chris Hoare, who is the son of the legendary Congo mercenary Mad Mike Hoare. Uh, and talking all about his his father and his life and <laughs> various adventures all over Africa, um, that was a really fun interview. Again, didn't get as many views as uh, as probably it should have. So I hope you'll reconsider that one and go and take a look at that because it's really some off the wall stories there too. Uh, the next episode was the one you guys kept bugging me about. You wanted an RRD guy on the show. We got Mike Edwards. Dude, I served with in Ranger Battalion, and he went on to serve in RRD. He's a super good guy, and uh, that one got a lot of views. I mean, people really were interested to hear from an RRD guy. Yeah, I don't, I don't blame you. I mean, it's an interesting unit. Yeah, Mike's an interesting guy. Um, that was a fun interview, and we had Mike back again. We'll talk about it in a sec. Uh, episode eighty-two was with uh, Lena Miani. One thing about Mike, he teamed up with Adam to do Project Exodus. They have a yes organization that are trying to get uh, our Afghan allies yes. out of Afghanistan and yeah. stuff. And I, I've been meaning to talk to them about that um, because I've been doing stories about that subject. I, I need to reconnect with them on that. Uh, Lino Miani, uh, who's a special forces combat diver and officer, got to talk about some really unique missions and stuff that he did all around Asia and, and in Africa also. 
Um, that was a fun episode. Yeah. Uh, Basil Baz, episode 83, old school ground branch guy. Uh, dude's got some stories. <laughs> and a few of them he, he was even willing to share with us. And an actor now on, on yeah. um, the blacklist and, and other. Yeah. He, uh, okay, so here's another episode that didn't do, uh, get quite the attention that, in my opinion, it should have, because I don't think people understood what it was. Uh, Craig Gant, he was in the FBI's mobile surveillance team, mm-hmm. MST. Like, those guys are, like, highly trained to conduct, like, counter-surveillance, um, counter-intelligence operations and do, like, some really sneaky Pete kind of stuff. Um and Craig was a great guy too. I mean, just to talk to him, his time as an analyst as well yeah. was really cool. So I hope you guys will go back and check that out. That is uh, episode eighty-four. The next episode was with uh, was with uh, Wes Morgan, talking about his book out about um, the mil- U.S. military operations in the Peck Valley in Afghanistan. His book was the hardest place. That was a cool episode. It was, yeah. So if you're really interested, you know, it's always fun to hear from operators and analysts and people who were in the thick of things. It's also really interesting sometimes to get these journalists on who have, you know, done this extensive amount of research to give a bird's eye view sure. of of what is going on in the area. And that was a, a, a fantastic interview. Yeah, yeah. And Wes is just like super knowledgeable. You know, he's a subject matter expert on this on this thing, on this subject, right? And can really speak in depth to it. Uh, the next episode we did was with a guy I really admire, uh, Chuck O'Connor, mm. who was one of the original members of SEAL Team Six. He was their master breacher, and he still works training. Uh, training. Being a parent can be really challenging. It's normal to feel uncertain about whether you're doing the right things to raise healthy and happy children. That's why Child and Family Resource Network focuses on connecting pregnant parents and those with kids under the age of five with free support services to help them build confidence in their parenting journey. Everyone deserves to have someone they can turn to for support with parenting. Visit childandfamilyresourcenetwork.org today. Showing your good side has many rewards. Become a donor at Griffles Plasma, and your plasma can make life-saving medicines. Millions of people depend on these medicines to live healthier, more active lives. And every time you donate with Griffles Plasma, you're compensated. You can receive over $500 the first month. Learn more about plasma and how it helps people at grifflesplasma.com units on breaching and so we talked about his career and about problems with explosive breaching and how we can do it better right. um, to reduce the the traumatic brain injuries that guys are getting yeah um so chuck was really cool he's a really cool guy uh another really cool guy episode 87 danny colson he was another like colorful character and it was really fun. I mean, that, that he, was a lot of fun, and I still have like nerdgasms because yeah. because Agent Coulson from the Marvel <laughs> uh, universe, cinematic universe, is actually named after Danny Coulson. And Dan, Danny is like a walking piece of history. He's the founder of the FBI's hostage rescue team. I mean, that guy had a lot of knowledge and a lot of stories to share. Yeah, and his book was really fantastic. If you want to see, like, what it was like to be a G man back in the day. 
Dude, the story started off, he was working for J. Edgar Hoover chasing communists around. Yeah. Like, it was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And we, so we had Danny on twice. Um, and we had, so the one after Danny, uh, episode 88, was with Dennis Franks, who was also an FBI agent. And we we're talking about, you know, chasing around drug cartels and the Russian mob. That was a fun one. Uh, and then Bill Gage, who was in the Secret Service. And uh, Bill definitely came on. He spilled the tea. He told some pretty fun stories about what goes on in the Secret Service. He wasn't there for the Columbia story. He missed out on all that fun. But uh, there's still some cool stuff in that episode. Uh, the next one up, we interviewed Lindsay Moran, who is a CIA case officer, served in the Balkans. She's a lot of fun. I always enjoy talking to her. Um, and that, that was a really fun interview to do. Uh, that was episode 90, if you guys want to check it out. Again, another colorful character, uh, Mike Perry, mm-hmm. was episode was 91. He, he's quite the storyteller. Like, yeah. very, very entertaining. Special Forces officer, uh, SIF team commander, uh, did a lot of interesting stuff. Um, so you can go check that out. And then we had Nick Brockhausen and Jeff Miller back on the show together mm-hmm. to talk about their newer book, Vagabonds. Mm-hmm. And th- like before uh, private security contracting really went corporate, it was much smaller. And these two guys were running around the 1980s and 1990s like trying to drum up business and find different security contracts to do. And these guys were like running around Mexico – they got involved. Do you remember t- them telling the story about the satanic panic stuff? Yeah, yeah. And they got dragged into that. I, they, they were like recovering people in Chechnya. Mm-hmm. There's some insane stories. Um, so, yeah, that is uh, – what was the number of that episode? That was episode 92. I think that, that one's – it's a must-watch, I think. The next one was Peter McAleese. Uh, who served in the British SAS, the Rhodesian SAS, 44 Pathfinder Company, and then was hired as a mercenary to assassinate Pablo Escobar. (laughs) That's like another must-watch episode if you guys haven't seen it. Um, Peter's an amazing guy. Yeah. Go check that out. Yeah. Yeah. We were fortunate to have in studio Jessica Donati. Mm -hmm. Uh, She's a Wall Street Journal uh, journalist who spent a lot of time in Afghanistan, and she wrote a book called Eagle Down about U.S. Special Forces in Afghanistan. I really hope you guys will go and check that out. Jessica, she's the shit. You should go check her, read her book, if nothing else. But the interview was a lot of fun as well. Yeah. Then the next episode, 95, uh, we had another counterintelligence agent on the show. Um, That was a fun one. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And, um, yeah, I, I hope you guys will check that out. We had some pretty cool uh, stories in there about counterintelligence. Then we had Mike Edwards back on for round two. He had some more stories to tell. And uh, actually, we were fortunate that, like, the whole family was in on that one. His wife was there. His daughter sh- came in on the end. My mm-hmm. daughter came on the show at the yeah. end. Uh, that was fun. 
And then we had for round two a friend of mine from uh, Fifth Special Forces Group, Caleb Phillips. Yeah. Um, to talk about his that, that episode was specifically about his time in Special Forces. It was, I mean, it's always fun to talk to Caleb. He's like one of my best friends. Uh, then again, another round two with Mark Palomaropoulos, who's a, a long, long-time CIA officer. Mm-hmm. Had him on. And then, and again, another round two with Danny Coulson to finish up talking about Waco and Ruby Ridge and like some really controversial stuff. Then our episode 100 team house party, by far the longest episode we did because we, oh. we just turned the cameras on and started live streaming and just had pizza and drinks and friends of ours drifting in and out for yeah. like five hours. Yeah, that was that was enjoyable. Mar- I mean, I, I for one, it was fun. I I was like lit when we were done. With that. <laughs> your, I was lit. Your girlfriend Maria was on. Yeah, uh, Alana was yeah. back on. Uh, Ian Karushigay popped in. Yeah. Uh, Ian Scotto came in for a while. Um, we're, it's going to be a little while still before the episode 200 party, but uh, I look forward to it. It'll be fun. Yeah, I still haven't recovered from the one. Like, uh, hopefully by then I'll be able to drink again. Well, I'm the funniest part again. about that at the end was our debate about Batman and whether he fillets or not. Yes, yeah. Batman does go down south. He does. Uh, and then we had Chris Peranto on the show. Yeah, it was a fun show. Yeah, he's, uh, he's a really good guy. Yeah, doing the Battle Line podcast with my buddy Ian Scotto. Um, so if you guys haven't, go check out Battle Line. Yeah, there's, for sure. there's good stuff on there. Dave's on there. I'm on there, and others. I mean, you'll find something you like on there. Uh, and then we had uh, Steve Silva, who served in DSS, the Diplomatic Security Service. Again, kind of a unique interview, and Steve had like a real depth and breadth of experience in DSS. Um, so I hope you guys will go and check that out. And then episode 103, The Widow Spy with Marty Peterson. That was just like an incredible story about her journey from becoming a widow. Uh, her, her husband, who served in SOG and then served as a CIA paramilitary in Laos, was in killed. Kitchen, yeah. She decides to go and get some payback. And joins the CIA herself, becomes a case officer, and is stationed in Moscow. She is the first female case officer to work in the Soviet Union behind the Iron Curtain. I, I honestly, I, in this day and age of you know, like promoting women and women's empowerment, all these things, I cannot believe that she is not a household name. I cannot believe that the these people with this the power to to promote. You know, this type of thing. Like some of the women that they promote are like, why? I'm sorry. But why is Kim Kardashian more famous than Marty? Pe- Marty Peterson. Everybody should know her name. There should she be should a mini series on HBO or yeah. Netflix with a big actress. Yeah, yeah. Like it should be a perfect 10 episode miniseries. Like her you, story. When you talk about powerful women, it's always these women in media, you know, or, or when they're honored or stuff like this. How could a woman like this go unrecognized? I just yeah. don't understand it. Yeah, and I mean, Marty did the job in denied areas, running strategic assets. I mean, incredible stuff. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I Moscow mean, in the 70s yeah. doesn't get hairier, right, yeah, yeah. for a CIA operator. It's like the Super Bowl of espionage. I, I would say, first off, for any of you who just want a really good story, mm-hmm. l- read her book and listen to this episode. For any of you who have daughters who you are trying to find role models for or trying to encourage, if I had a daughter, you know, I, 
I would want her to watch this episode because it is, and I'm saying we have some great women on here who are great role models, but I, I feel like Marty, uh, Marty yeah. was like a, she a, stands out. She, she, she was a, a, a groundbreaker, you know, mm-hmm. um, she was the glorious diamond of the, or, or of the intelligence world. I don't mean, you know what I mean? Like uh, she, yeah, yeah. She deserves to be known. And, uh, Read her book also, The Widow's Spot. It's a phenomenal yeah. book. Uh, episode 104, we had Paul Howe on the show. I don't think the dude needs any introduction. Like You know who he is. If you haven't seen the episode, go and watch it. I'm talking about his career in JSOC, uh, service in Mangadishu during uh, the Battle for the Black Sea in 1993. Uh, we also got to talk about Panama his time down there during the invasion. Yeah, look, you, you know the deal. Go watch it. It's part of special operations history. Episode 105 uh, was one of the more unique interviews we did. I was really happy that we could have Jade Parker on the show, who what she did was unique. You don't, you don't get many interviews of people like this. Uh, she was basically doing counter-ISIS operations online, going into these, like, chats and stuff she's a fascinating woman too because (laughs) because she just kind of got interested in this field and happened into it from a completely unrelated she wasn't like government or intelligence or anything like that she just like developed the talents to to create this right this like job opportunity for and did some pretty badass stuff yeah targeting some real assholes yeah and uh and so she tell she has some pretty great anecdotes and stories about targeting isis uh in the electronic domain if you will um but yeah she's she's one of the smartest people i know and um i hope people will check out her interview and you should probably hassle her a little bit to start publishing and like writing books and stuff yeah her take with her accelerationism stuff yeah. is yeah. Like legit yeah yeah for sure yeah uh then we had christina and ryan hillsberg on a uh, husband and wife cia team and that that was one of the funnest interviews that we did in the last year yeah uh, a lot of the stuff we cover it's quite serious and I'm glad that we're a serious channel and we cover some heavy topics, but talking to them too was just really fun. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> it was. And, and, you know, it's sort of like how they met, you know, yeah. how they are both kind of checking each other out and work together yeah, yeah. in the agency. Yeah. It's cool. Uh, I get, yeah, this was our biggest episode for 2021 talking to Tony Brooks mm-hmm. uh, about his book, Leave No Man Behind. He was one of the Rangers deployed to find Marcos Luttrell mm-hmm. after Operation Red Wings went south. Mm-hmm. And um, it's a great story, and Tony tells it very well. Uh, and obviously there's no shortage of, of public interest in this. Yeah, yeah, it's it's surprising. Uh, I mean, I guess it's not surprising, but it, it, it is in a way kind of surprising, like how many people are ab- absolutely fascinated by that story. I, I think because it was the book did so well mm-hmm. and the movie did so well, it's – People know about it, yeah. You know, and uh, yeah, no, no. Uh, I mean, I don't, I don't mean to sound like salty or anything like that. I'm glad that people are paying attention to Tony and his book. Um, it's just interesting what the public mind is kind of centers around and what it, it kind of doesn't really pay attention to. 
Um, but nonetheless, I mean, I'm glad that people watched the interview and that Tony's getting the, the attention and that, you know, hopefully people are reading his book. I think it's definitely good that there's another take on somebody else on the ground, like, you know, Rangers who a went A different out. perspective. Yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. And I mean, that was like a, a, a pretty gnarly story he had to tell about recovering the bodies of, you know, fallen seals and, and, um, and pilots. I mean, that's some tough stuff. Uh, then we have up on, and not really an episode, it was a bonus episode that we made public just to show what we do for bonus episodes. Uh, we have my friend Chuck Rogers on the show, who is a fiction author. And um, always fun to talk to Chuck. And uh, intersects with the military stuff the same way that our Mark Lee episode we just did does. Um, so I hope people will go and check out Chuck Rogers. And he's, he's one of my favorites, if not my favorite action adventure author out there. So I hope you guys will check out his work. Uh, Then episode uh, 108, uh, Wes Bryant, who's a JTAC, served in the strike cells and uh, wrote a whole book about strike cell operations, um, fighting ISIS. And I'd highly recommend people check out that book because other than like Jade Parker and Wes Bryant, there haven't been too many public accounts about how we targeted and killed ISIS. Like, that story has not been written yet. Wes and Jade tell a part of it. Yeah. And so I hope you'll go and check that out. Because that's like contemporary, no-shit counterterrorism operations. Yeah. Like you said, living history. Uh, and then, again, this wasn't a formal episode of the Team House, but it was, it was something that was topical, was happening at the time. We did an episode about the veterans who were scrambling to evacuate Afghan allies as the country collapsed and fell to the Taliban. Um, it was actually Mick Mulroy who mentioned it to me and said, hey, we should do something about this. And I was like, well, we have this platform, the team house. We cover these sorts of topics. This is happening right now in real time. So we had Mick Mulroy on. We had Mike Jason on. Um, to talk about that subject as it was happening. And I'm glad we did. I think it was the right thing to do. Absolutely. And, and I was glad that we could, in our own way, spread the word about what was going on. Episode 109, another must-watch, Jamie Caldwell, who is a uh, former unit operator, must-see Team House episode. Like, go check it out, man. This guy was at, at Tora Bora. He was deployed to Iraq. I mean, Jamie. Jamie's career is like, I, I don't, I don't. He's going to make fun of me for saying this. It's almost like something out of a video game <laughs> to listen to some of his stories. It's like, really, man. But he got to do some incredible stuff in the military, and uh, I hope you guys will go check it out. Episode one ten, a very unique interview. A former FSB officer, Jan Newman. Mm-hmm. That's a unique interview right there, and I hope you guys will go check it out about how that dude joined the FSB, did FSB operations, sort of nebulous kind of dark stuff that went on during his service there and how he ultimately defected to the United States. Yeah, yeah, it was, it, that is a really fascinating view into a foreign intel service that has its own problems during a time when the country, you know, Russia was having problems and it really kind of it's very unique terrific insights yeah yeah. and and then the whole story about how the cia helped them defect to the united states cia and fbi (laughs) i gotta go back and listen to that one because that was the one we were having some audio issues with and i was just i couldn't even i didn't even pay attention to the whole thing i like i gotta go back and listen to it yeah 
check it out if you haven't. In the next episode, I'd say this was our most controversial episode for 2021. We had David Phillips, uh, the author of Alpha, uh, about the Eddie Gallagher story. And um, people got big-time butthurt about that, uh, about that episode. And uh, I, I make no apologies for it. I did. I, I, I like Jack and I kind of differed on this. Like I, I definitely feel as though there should have been more of a count, uh, a point counterpoint. Um, you know, because generally be the people that we interview are like histor, you know, historians. This was more of an investigative journalist, and we like, I one hundred percent like have faith that David Phillips did his work. Um, but unfortunately, uh, like I, I do, I did feel like, well, yeah, I, I can see like people's point of view, like people who maybe listen to both sides because I really haven't, I haven't paid much attention and hadn't paid much attention to the Eddie Gallagher case. Like I knew the broad brush strokes mm-hmm. and I feel for myself, uh, just me personally, that I could have gone in better prepared to be able to bring up some of the counterpoints that other people who are very familiar with the case would have brought up. So, uh, you know, um, yeah. So like when, you know, and this is just like Jack knows a lot more about these types of things. I I followed the whole thing. Yeah. In general than I do front to back, unfortunately, Um, but I felt, you know, generally when somebody comes on either Jack or I will read the book. I read it. Yeah. And in this case, generally that works for us because we're talking about a person's personal story. So really, only one of us really needs to have the roadmap, the book to follow and be familiar with. And then the other one, like we can fall in, you know, and, and ask, ask the more, you know, in-depth questions outside of the broad outline. In this case, though, it was a very different type of story or different type of book. And I feel like looking back on it, I wish I had read the book in advance and then sort of, uh, uh, you know, researched like what people's counterpoints were. Um, But that's just how I feel about my own participation in it. Yeah, I I mean, I don't know what counterpoints you would bring up necessarily. Um, I, I think that... From my point of view, I, I mean, people talk about hearing out both sides, which I think is really important. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would kind of agree with that point of view uh, if Eddie Gallagher was somehow muzzled or silenced mm-hmm. and wasn't allowed to say his piece. I would absolutely agree that you know we should air that side mm-hmm. as well. But uh, Eddie has done podcast after podcast he's been on fox news he wrote a book i mean i I think he's like buddies with president trump i mean this guy has exposure he has a platform he has told his side of the story um so it both sides are, are are very much out there and i think eddie's side of the story has been told ad nauseum very, it's it, we, there have not been very many opportunities to hear the point of view of the other seals in his platoon, right? And I felt that's what our episode with David Phillips represented. To me, that was something that was very interesting about it. Is in the comments, and if you guys go, you, you don't even have to watch the episode if you haven't seen it and you're not interested in it. But if you, if you like, you know, um, internet drama, like the, the comment section is very spicy and we haven't gone through and deleted people's <laughs> comments and things like that. Like that's, we're not about that. Um, but it's interesting how people, Jack and I are both huge supporters of, of veteran 
you know, a veteran, uh, veterans in general, but, you know, of charities and things like that. But it's interesting how how some people were like, oh, you guys, yeah, you know, you, you won't even listen to a vet. Like, you're going to take a journalist over a vet. And it's sort of like, well, what about the, the other four vets who did, who, like, spoke out against him? Like, we do, are... Do like, their voices count? Like, like, which vets are we not listening to? Or is it to? just the veterans you agree with? Yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, there are definitely two sides to that story. And, you know... Brian's, you know, Brian, uh, Brian, um, David, David. Yeah. Sorry. David did a ton of work, you know, uh, and he, and the other thing that was interesting to me was that, um, was that he, he's done a lot of writing in the past before that, like he approached this book, he was actually on Eddie's side initially and thought that maybe it was post-traumatic stress, you know, thought that it might be these things because he had done a lot of work in the past to the benefit of veterans, you know? Yeah. I, I actually know that for a fact because I remember interviewing him about some of the stuff he did about like DMT and stuff being used to treat, uh, PTSD. And right. Things, you know? And well, not only that, he had won, um, a, a journalist award. I can't remember which one for some of the work that he had done on, I, I believe Fort Carson soldiers, yeah, uh, yeah. you know, getting them some justice. But he, look, here, here's the deal. Again, I know it's a, a controversial episode, but I feel that from the perspective of you, the viewer, and with respect for your intelligence, you can read Eddie's book. You can read David's book. You can watch the interview we did with David. You can watch the many interviews out there that Eddie Gallagher has done. And you can come to your own conclusions. Um, I'm not telling you what to believe. I'm not trying to force feed you anything. This information is out there. And I think we should all look at it as adults and not have like emotional over the top reactions about it. Like happened in the comments section yeah. as it often does. Like this is information and you should take it and think about it and weigh it. And you're, you come to your own conclusion. You should think about it and come to your own conclusion, which might be different than mine. And, you know, it's okay. We can, we can disagree on some things. For sure. Uh, the next episode was with uh, Bob Adolf, who we had on once before. This time we had him in studio, served in special forces, and then he served as the UN chief of security in Iraq and mm -hmm. a few other places. And uh, Bob was fun, man. I, I actually... I went out with drink uh, for drinks with him beforehand, and I wish some of that conversation could have been on air. Yeah, <laughs> as, as these things happen sometimes. But I, I really enjoy the conversation with Bob. He's a very smart, articulate guy. Um, it, it was it was a fun to have him here in studio. Yeah, yeah, he has a fascinating, I mean, fascinating past. Uh, next one. This was a good get. I had to work him a little bit. Gene Yu. Uh, I was very happy to have Gene Yu on the show. Uh, a first special forces group officer. Served in the Philippines, served in South Korea, served in Iraq, um, and now he is the CEO of Black Panda, uh, which is a security company specializing in cybersecurity now. And um, Gene has stories for days, and he's another one of those guys you can just sit down and listen to him talk for hours and hours. He's written three books um, about his military experiences, so like I said, he has a lot of stories. Um Go check that out. Uh, it's episode 113 with Gene Yu. Highly recommend that yeah. one. Yeah. And it's funny, a, a side note about Gene is, you know, 
in 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 your career or or like there are urban legends everywhere, right? Like the people who uh, bought a crocodile and let it loose in the sewers, and like there are there are like legends about different things everywhere. Nobody actually knows the origin. Well, there was a legend that Jack had known or sort of grew, <laughs> you know had heard of about pizza delivery in Sears school, and then it come come to find out that it was it, Gene. It was Gene. Like it wasn't just an urban legend, but Gene was the person who, you know, <laughs> <laughs> who uh, accomplished that. that. It, it takes a certain personality to just roll the dice. And I love that story where he's like, I could feel this spirit talking to me. Like my, <laughs> there's a fork in the road. My life was going in two directions. And the spirit was saying, what are you going to do, Gene? Yeah. <laughs> I love that story. Uh, next episode was, uh, this was a great one, Ray McPadden, who served in 10th Mountain Division and 2nd Ranger Battalion, and uh, talking about his memoir and his time in Afghanistan. He just had an incredible story. You read the, you read the book. Yeah, it's, uh, it, it was, um, it, sorry, uh, yeah, it was a great book. It, I mean, it, it was... Um, we're talking about Ray right now, right? Yeah, Ray yeah. McPadden. Yeah. So it was, first off, Ray's an amazing guy. Forest ranger out at Yellowstone. Yeah. And he invited you and I to come out there and get the uh, VIP tour. Yeah. Sorry, I was looking ahead. But yeah, um, he, uh, yeah, he, it was a great book. It was a really He good seems book. like a really good guy. Uh, next episode up was with Mick Mulroy, a proper interview team house episode with Mick. Uh, who served as a CIA paramilitary operations officer. And I think it was good to hear uh, you know, him be able to come on and talk publicly about, like, hey, this is what a PMOO does. This is what a you know, ground branch guy does. This is what the job is. Um, and, and really, like, shed some light on there. Um, you know, it doesn't have to be something. There, obviously, we've had a lot of CIA people on here, and any intelligence service has its secrets. But there's some good, healthy public engagement, right, taking place there. Yeah, and I think, you know, Mick is, you know, he is one of the first, I think, modern, uh, like, paramilitary operations officers, you know, uh, who has has been able to speak so freely. And, you know, and obviously everything that he talked about has been cleared by the public Publication Review Board and everything. But it's really rare these days to... You know, everything is so tight hold for so long. Like, we're having guys on who were, you know, paramilitary a long time ago um, or, or maybe up recent, but they can't talk about more recent stuff. So it was really nice, like, getting, like, mixed insights into how, uh, you know, special activities went from very small to just kind of blowing up mm-hmm. after 9-11, you know. Then we had episode 116, Luis Fernandez. That was a really fun one. Uh, he was in the 82nd Airborne, served in Afghanistan. He's in, a great storyteller. He's a lot of fun. Yeah. yeah. That was a, a great episode, and, and we're glad that uh, between Ray and 10th Mountain and, and uh, Luis in 82nd, we're able to have you know some conventional guys on to tell their story, which is often different than the sort normal special ops uh, narrative or story to tell a different a different side of the conflict, right? And, and that's one of the things I think is very interesting is, you know, special operations is very sexy in the 
in the minds of right. Americans. And, you know, all movies are made about, you know, special operations forces, you know, the, the commando and, and, and whatnot. To hear the the conventional guys, you know, guys in the Tenth Mountain, guys in the eighty second, and what they were doing, because the special operations model in Afghanistan and Iraq was typically was typically push out for a raid, a nighttime raid, you know, maybe maybe go back, reset, push out again, and then be back, you know, at the fob or whatever to sleep during the day or do some train during the day or whatever. But it was this, it was sort of more like a SWAT team, a wartime SWAT team type right, thing right, where you're right. getting called out, where these conventional units were like your beat cops who are out there all the time, but in very, very hostile environments where they were constantly undermanned, undersupplied, and under fire. You know, and and it's a hard grind. They out there. really, yeah. their stories honestly need to be told a lot more because I would say that even though the special operations mission seems sexier, the the conventional... The infantry is the army. The infantry is the army. And they were actually in far more, like, knock-down, drag-out, day-after-day engagements than... Mm-hmm. You know, special operations has the luxury of choosing their time. Black helicopters their, in the night. You know, yeah, <laughs> you know... Uh, they're not sort of being put out there as bait, you know, engaged by, you know, recon by right, fire right, type right. thing. Movement to contact. Yeah, exactly. And they're doing it for 16 months. Remember Ray for says. For 16 that's months. That's insane. Yeah, crazy. With, with, with very, like, very little support. That was, a th- yeah, because Ray talked about that. And actually, you know, it was, you know, about how they're just out there with almost no support at all, you know. Episode 117, we had another ranger on, Ross Richel, uh, talking about being deployed to uh, Baghdad and doing ops in Sadr City. And uh, he, he wrote a novel called uh, The Knife, I believe, if I recall correctly. And uh, Ross had a great story. And we we're also able to talk about like the transition to civilian life and PTSD and kind of have have a, I think a healthy conversation about those topics. Yeah, and we've we've been fortunate to have that conversation with a few people, and and I know that people have reached out to us, you know, veterans who have been struggling post traumatic stress, uh, but either have not wanted to acknowledge it or or didn't realize it or. You know, we're worried about the stigma of coming forward with it and actually hearing people on our show and how they've kind of dealt with it, um, you know, from all types of units. Mm -hmm. You know, they've said, hey, like watching your shows actually helped me come to the decision to to seek help for this. That's cool. Uh, Episode 118. Dare I say, one of my favorites, actually, we had Douglas London on the show who served in the CIA for 34 years. And, like, Doug did not hold back. He was not holding back, folks. He spilled some tea. Yeah. Or sipped some tea. What is it? Spilled. It is spilled. Okay. Yeah. Told it like it is. Just some, some really incredible stories. Um, did not shy away from, from criticism of his former employer either. I mean, he, he had some things to get off his chest. And I, I thought it was a terrific interview. I really enjoyed talking to him. Uh, and then again, you know, this episode didn't get the, the attention it should have either was Matthew Chap's 
Kothran, uh, who was a Marine canine handler, and he is the host of Zero Blog 30 on Barstool Sports. I actually talked to him yesterday. Oh, did you? Yeah, I, I, I did a short interview with him because he was getting fucked over by the VA. And he threatened them in the sense he said, I'm going to record this review interview you're doing on my on my VA disabilities, and I'm going to play it on <laughs> our show. And within like two hours, they reversed everything. They're like, you're on permanent disability. Don't worry about it. It's all taken care of. Really? Yeah. That's amazing, man. That's what we need to do. We need to, we need to, we need to shame yeah. the VA for like. And he was like, you know, he was like, imagine the people who don't have that kind of platform and they can't do that. Right. You know, old people, destitute veterans. Right. People who are not very tech savvy. Yeah, they're trying, fucked. Trying to navigate the veterans affairs system. And, and yeah, they're fucked. And so, you know, uh, Chaps, as he goes, he goes by Uncle Chaps on the, on the show. Uh, he's very passionate about trying to help other veterans with that kind of stuff. And that is such a fun episode. He is mm-hmm. such a great storyteller. He is so entertaining. Like if you if you're commuting to work or whatever, and you're just stressed, if you need to get away from the wife or get away from the husband or, or the kids or whatever, he 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 and uh, and Louis Fernandez are like both fun. Are, yeah. they're they're both like so entertaining to listen to. They're they're just. They're, they're a great time. And, and Chaps, Chaps was no joke either. I mean, he was a canine handler in Fallujah. He took a round through the arm, um, struggled uh, struggled to transition back afterwards, and uh, assaulted a police officer while he was drunk, ended up in jail. Did what well, he did a couple months in, in, in jail. Yeah, I, I don't remember the time. And, and I mean, fortunately, like... Fucked up his life yeah, pretty bad. Yeah. And, and he had to turn everything around. Yeah. You know, it wasn't, wasn't an easy journey for him. Yeah. So You guys can also check out Jack on Zero Block 30. Yeah. He did an interview. Jack Jack was on Zero Block yeah. 30 recently. Yeah, and, and check Chaps out on, on his. You know, we, like we, we have friends in this community that... Um, you know, we don't feel like it's not competition because people who, you know, love this kind of stuff, it's not, you know, that there's, there are great people, you know, Chaps is one, check him out, check out Ian and, and Chris Battle on line. Battle Line, check out Ryan Fugit on Combat Story. Like there are some other phenomenal people in this space yeah. and we all have a different style and, you know, just don't leave us, please. <laughs> um, but we don't, but we don't mind. If you guys had to choose. Choose us, obviously. We, we're, 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 we're polyamorous when it comes to our relationship with you as uh, we just don't want to lose you. No, no. I, I try to have, uh, and I hope we, we always have good relationships with those people who are sort of adjacent to what we're doing. Mm-hmm. And I, I think it it benefits the viewers at the end of the day because you and I and D, we can't cover it all. No. It's impossible. Right. So it's really good that like Ryan is out there, that Ian is out there, right. and that they're doing, they're doing similar things. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the next episode was Sean Naylor, a pretty prolific national security journalist, covered tons of special operations stuff, did a lot of stuff on, uh, on, on Afghanistan. He wrote Relentless Strike, the history of JSOC. Um, we, did, we did three hours with Sean and still didn't get to everything. We're having him back on the show next year. Um, I'll talk a little bit about that when we talk about what's coming in 2022, but we're going to do a second episode with, with Naylor for sure. You know, and uh, there's also like going back to Ray's story, Ray, we did an hour bonus show with him about Iraq on Patreon. So yeah, when he was in, there's some, there's some baller stuff on, on Patreon. Yeah. Bonus content for you guys. Yeah. 
Yeah, and you know, it's I fun. was sifting through the Patreon. Sorry, no, please. And Mike Vining's Patreon episode is like insane. It's about like the when he, they they tagged up with uh, HRT and like posse yep. comitatus was issued and stuff in Georgia. Yeah, for the Georgia prison Unreal. riot. Oh yeah, I mean that's on Patreon, and it's like uh, a forty minute. There's you know, George Hand talking about locking out of subs. Javier Mackey and the the monkey, the monkey story. Yeah, yeah, like there there are some because sometimes when people like when our guests know they're behind a paywall and that the people who you know it's a more limited audience, it's a more limited audience who are into us and into the content, they feel a little more free to talk um, about things that that. You know, they may not want just out there in the public. Yeah. So, I mean, um, there, there are literally, at this point, there's got to be like days worth of bonus segments yeah. um, with all kinds of fascinating people. So, yeah. yeah, I mean, I think it's a pretty good deal for the Patreon supporters. Uh, then we had another journalist on, Toby Hardin, who wrote First Casualty about the first CIA team into Afghanistan. And you read that book. Yeah. It was phenomenal. And he had unprecedented access to uh, to the people to uh you know the first uh CIA team into Afghanistan you know the the agency they didn't bless off on it but they didn't but they were aware of what was going on they didn't put the kibosh on him and he was allowed to interview some of these people with an agency lawyer sitting in the room um you know just to make sure that everything was was copacetic but they gave him a lot of, not they gave him, but they didn't restrict him from having this access. And there's, it's an amazing read. It was a great interview. Yeah. Um, so, some stories that I'd never heard before. So I hope people will go and check out his book. Uh, and then we had uh, Caroline, episode 122. It's another pretty unique interview. She started off in the Coast Guard yeah, and then became team. a CIA analyst. Um, and she was, what did they call it? Advanced analytics? I think, so. yeah. So she was doing like the meta analytics at one point, like big big data, big data yeah. stuff for the CIA. And I mean, that's like something I'd love to know more about, Like, but probably I'm not allowed to know anything about, <laughs> about what's going on up there. But uh Caroline was really cool, and she wrote a book called uh, Fairly Smooth Operator, which is out now, if you guys want to check it out. The episode is 122 if you want to watch her interview. Then the big crossover event with uh, another YouTube channel, Combat Story, Ryan Fugit. Uh, we had him on the show talking about his service. Um, he served as an Apache pilot, uh, did stuff in Afghanistan, some pretty hairy missions, and then transitioned over and worked for the CIA. And uh, now he runs the, the YouTube channel Combat Story. And I've been on interviewed by him. Dave has We're been interviewed recently, by yeah. him. Um, so, like, yeah, if you like the team house, you'll like Combat Story. There's a lot of, like, crossover appeal. And there. Ryan is really just a fantastic human being. And he's very polished, you know, uh, in, in the way he, he interviews. Like, he, he's very insightful, very perceptive. He asks great questions. Uh, you, you, one, you'd love his episode on here. He's a very fascinating person. And two, you would love his podcast. Yeah. I, I can guarantee. Mm -hmm. And then we had in studio Ken Gaudet, who served in the 173rd in Vietnam, then in the Rhodesian Light Infantry, where he did some combat jumps, then with in 44 Pathfinder Company in South Africa, served under Peter McAleese. Yeah. Again, some crossover appeal here. Yeah. Uh, 
And uh, and he continues to this day work as a private investigator. Um, Ken is another interesting, very colorful, interesting guy who you could probably listen to tell stories all day. Yeah. And yeah, we talked to him for about two hours. Yeah. Uh, hearing some of these stories. Yeah. It's good stuff. And then uh, we had our interview with James Lawler, or Jim, he goes by, episode 125, who served as a CIA uh, operations officer for many years. That was just last night. Well, last night for, for us, us, you know, for you guys a few in weeks the future, ago. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, that again, one of my favorite episodes, I think, because his stories were just like so wild and very insightful and, uh, listening to like, he was a hardcore case officer. He was, like I, like, it was a fun interview and he is a fascinating human being. He's like, like a very, like, I, I, I sense like a suit and tie sort of case officer, but like, that's the kind of guy you want at the CIA. Yeah. Like he developed dudes for like a decade before he recruited them as a source in one or two cases he was talking about. Yeah. Like that's some gangster stuff yeah. right there. Yeah. That's that's like a plotter, a thinker. That's a guy who's playing chess. Yeah. You know, over a long period of time. Yeah. No, it, it's fascinating. And you know, I, I just actually thought of something. Uh, first off, watch his episode, you'll love it. Um, we talked about Jack being interviewed on combat stories. Uh, we just, and Jack was interviewed like a year ago, maybe something like that. And, and we actually just posted that on our channel. So if you haven't checked that out, either check it out on our channel or combat stories, you know, whoever you want to give those advertising dollars to, but check it out. And, um, and I just realized we're recording this on what's today, 12, 18. You guys are watching this on 1231. Please in the comments, put the winning lottery numbers from the last week. <laughs> I'm not sure if this how, how time travel works, <laughs> but it's worth a shot. Yeah, it. The only time I've ever experienced the time travel is when I drink too much during the show. Yeah, and, and then like I wake up the next morning, like, whoa, what the fuck? Or three days later, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Rip Van Winkle. Yeah, um, I, like I think like Andy Milburn's episode was like. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then uh, the last episode for 2021 was Mark Lee. Who's my uh, my friend? Who did the covers for my novels? He uh, served in the Singaporean military and is a really prolific artist who does a lot of military themed artwork. His and art is fantastic. And just so you guys know, there's there's a little bit of a nerd alert here. Big Very time. little of the interview was about the military and his time in the Singaporean military. Like we we went full on, we geeked out majorly. So we know for a lot of you that's not your cup of tea, but some of you are gonna fuck. I think you're going to love it. It was, uh, I mean, it was intended to be a, a fun, uh, relaxing Christmas special. Yeah. So a little bit off off kilter for what we normally do, but that's okay. Yeah. It's supposed to be fun. Uh, and that that's 2021. I mean, we covered a hell of a lot of ground in the last year, I think. It, it's been amazing. Uh, you guys are amazing. Our guests have been amazing. Every time we sit in front of these guests, I, I just, I feel so blessed that they have... First off, chosen to take a, a Friday night, mm -hmm. you know, to spend two or three hours with us um, and and open themselves up to criticism in the comments like this person says uh, a lot. Like, you know, for, for somebody who is not a celebrity or used to public exposure, it's kind of a big risk to go on a yeah. live yeah. 
a it is. live. We're recorded live. Nobody else out there. And if is I say doing any that. one thing that's just a little wrong, that you're going to have all these people ragging on you. you yeah. Know? Yeah. Like I don't. I don't care. I'll just tell you guys like kiss my ass. But like some people, like normal people, actually like. Do they really want to subject themselves to the right, so I was going to say, normal people. Jack is obviously not normal. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm a mutant. And my, my skin my skin is a mile thick. Um, but yeah, the, the average like regular person, even like somebody who's you a veteran. You should moisturize. That, that probably solved that. Oh, I do have the beard oil. Yeah. You know, which I, I use. But yeah. Oh, that's a, that was a great. I, we're, they're not paying us to do this right now, but check out Household Soap number five. Uh, oh, yeah. That they're a great company. Like I don't know if they're even paying us anymore to advertise for them, but like they have some really nice products. Small veteran-owned company. The guy makes his own soap. It's yeah. awesome. And the yeah, beard it's oil. Good soap. I, yeah. I, I, I use the beard oil to this day. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah. So that was 2021 year in review. The web or uh, the the channel grew and the podcast grew in leaps and bounds. Uh, I think some terrific guests. The technical. Uh, quality of the show, the audio, the video, overall production quality really improved thanks to D. Uh, brought in a lot of sponsors, which uh, helps the channel grow. It's also obviously, thanks to D. D's yep. a hustler. Yep, that's thanks to D. Truffle pig. So let's talk a little bit about 2022. What's coming in the future? Uh, what we hope to do with the channel this coming year. And uh, we have guests scheduled out, um, you know, near term. If uh, if you guys want, I'll talk about who we have, the guests we have coming up over the next couple months. Do it. January, we have somebody who served in the Secret Service and U.S. Special Forces. We have a Dev Group Squadron Commander coming on. We have, uh, actually, you can see his book right behind Dave. Mark Giaconia served in 10th Special Forces Group. We're going to have him on. Gotcha, yeah. Andrew Milburn is going to be back on the show in studio. Um, actually, I, I have to talk to you about that, Dave. We might have to, instead of uh, Friday night, it might be Saturday night. Okay. If we I can. just, uh, whatever it is, I just need All to right. take like, th- uh, what is it, the the thing that's like the liver detox? <laughs> I got to prep, prep for that it's one, like do, It's like a porn star doing anal. <laughs> We might we might have to it's exactly what it's like. So we'll 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 lock in the date beforehand, but we'll it's talk exactly about exactly what it's like. Uh, February, Sean Naylor's coming back. I have somebody coming on who uh, served as an Australian diplomat. Had a lot of crossover with their intelligence and special ops guys. That's going to be a pretty unique one. Uh, we have a guy from the Chilean special operations. Uh, forces coming on yeah that'll be fun and then we have i think i i'd spent quite a while trying to track this guy down ku stadler who served in the south african Reckies. this is a super cool book if you guys haven't read it um go out and get recce this is a super cool book now we're gonna have him on the show and then march rick prado he has a book coming out cia legendary cia officer um we're gonna have him on the show and then we have, we're going to have the first U.S. Special Forces soldier in Afghanistan. It's going to be on the team house. And then we have a CST. We haven't had a CST on the show yet, the cultural support teams, which they're defunct now. But it was an endeavor to take uh, women, um, put them onto and integrate them into special operations teams um, deployed in Afghanistan and Iraq. And I talked to... Uh, one young lady, she is super cool. Awesome. She's super cool. Awesome. And we're going to have her on the show in March. Yeah, that'll be good. And that's kind of what I have scheduled out. Actually, well, I'll, I'll, this is way in advance. 
in uh, July, Jim Morris, my buddy who uh, served in special forces in Vietnam and then wrote for wrote for Bob Brown for Soldier of Fortune yeah. magazine. Um, Jim Morris uh, wrote a new book about his his military experiences, but also about how he used hallucinogenics after the war um, to broaden his horizons and recover from PTSD. Yeah. Um, it's called The Dreaming Circus, if you guys want to go and pre-order the book. I think it's his best work yet. Um, Jim's a, a terrific guy, a really interesting guy, but that's way in the future. That's coming out this yeah. summer. Yeah. So that's, that is our 2021 year in review. Um, you know, by the time we see you guys next time, we'll all be another year older. Mm-hmm. We have some other things cooking behind the scenes, like the whiskey is formulating a team house whiskey. D's been hard at work on that. Yeah, Maybe some team house cigars. Who knows? Uh, we're going to try to take our merch a little more seriously. Yeah. We, we have merch. There's a link down in the description. You can get like some coffee mugs and some hoodies and t-shirts and stuff like that. But we're thinking of like maybe working with Mark Lee to have him do up some like actual quality designs and put that on the on our, our merch uh, store. Also, we're working a little bit on the giraffe logo. We're That's getting cool. there. Yeah, there are some, uh, I guess, like higher level guests that I'm going to work on. I mean, I, I hate to use this term like higher level. I guess like big names. But sometimes the small names are the ones that are more important to me, and I get kind of like stars in my eyes about. Um, but there are there are some there, I got some work to do on my end. I one of the things I would like to do in 2022, um, as it becomes financially viable for us as the channel grows, is we do a lot of remote interviews. We'd like to do more in studio interviews. That's part of it. But when we have to do remote interviews, I would like to FedEx the guests. Uh, USB mics and cameras mm -hmm. to improve the audio and visual quality. Um, you know, we have like a lot of expensive gear here in our studio, but if we're doing a remote interview with a guest, we're kind of constrained by whatever the technical restraints are that they have. Right. And if they're on an old shitty laptop, that kind of is what it is. Right. And there's only so much we can do about that. Um, what will help mitigate that is actually like FedExing them a camera and a mic. Right. Yeah, and I think it's important that people understand that we do these live 99% of the time. So <clears throat> we can't go back and take out the audio. Right. It's live. Like, right. So it's, that's another yeah, layer. We, we, don't, we don't have the advantage of post-production. Right. Uh, and, you know. and we're really the only ones that do what we do in, the, in a sense. Right. I mean, I don't. I don't think there's anyone else that does these sorts of interviews live. Live, no shot. People are no way. No yeah. way. We're on a tightrope here. Yeah, and I like it. Yeah, so do I. I mean, the the decision to do these episodes live is completely insane. Mm -hmm. um, it, it was ridiculous that I, I that I I ever did it like that. But now I can't. Like I'm kind of like addicted to it. I love it, and I can't imagine like going back and do like doing a. Pre like pre-production in a highly produced show just sounds so boring to me. Mm -hmm. And I like the audience participation too. Not you, you scumbags in the comments making, making fun of us, but, uh, you make I, fun of us all day long. I, um, I, but, I, but our guests, like I, I do enjoy the, the, um, the audience participation when they have questions for the guests mm -hmm. and you kind of have that back and forth. I do. I do enjoy that type yeah. of conversation. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. I, I think doing a live is amazing. Yeah. But otherwise, 
um, in 2022, you know, we just hope to continue to increase the production quality to get some really good, interesting guests in here. I think we had a really good spread of people in 2021. I'd like to continue that. I have kind of a, a, a kind of, I mean, it's a niche regardless. Like this channel is sort of like an inside baseball kind of channel yeah. at the end of the day, um, which limits our, 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 our reach and our scope, I suppose. Um, yeah. But at the same time, I feel like we have a pretty good selection. Like we have somebody from Secret Service, somebody from DSS, a couple FBI, and then a lot of CIA, a lot of special forces, a lot of Rangers, you know. And I, I hope to have like a good mix going. Yeah, into you guys are army sluts. Yeah, well, we don't. We're not really a SEAL channel. We're kind of SEAL skeptical, you could say. Um, we're having a dev group commander. We on. are, and, and, and I am. We had, you know, in the past, we had uh, Jeff on, who's a who's a who's super good guy. Yeah, uh, who is a SEAL, and and Chuck, another super good guy. Uh, Jack, you're also kind of working on some other SEALs that haven't been on a bunch of yeah, shows yeah. And stuff. I, I, like again, I'm all about that having people who are not normally interviewed, and. Um, yeah, again, I don't mean to sound That's sulfur. just hard to do with SEALs. I, <laughs> I, don't, I don't want to say anything. Yeah. No, well, I, I, don't, I don't mean to see, seem too salty, but my perspective is that the SEALs have a very strong platform, and there are a ton of SEAL podcasts. Mm -hmm. Like, they don't really need the team house to, like, try to replicate that and, like, get those same people on and re-interview them. I feel like... Listen, those guys, there are a lot of SEALs out there, they're, and they're being interviewed, and that's awesome and good for them. And some of those channels are really cool. The team house is, like, different, and we're trying to do something different, and we're having different types of people on. Mm. So, I mean, the SEALs have a platform. It's not like we're not depriving them of anything by focusing more on the lesser-known people. Right. Yeah. No, I, I agree with all that. Um, yeah. So, guys... Uh, let us know in the description. I want to embarrass yeah. Dave a little bit Go because for it. he said it on the combat story. We did it on a Patreon when he first got his award, but you did get the ODNI award. Yeah, and I'm just going to make it public to everybody on the team house just to get you a little like a little. Well, fortunately, this video is only like three like like three thousand, <laughs> and the people who are who are seeing this will probably have already like watched it. But yeah, I, yeah, I got an idea. Dave's a badass motherfucker. Just Dave, Dave got the award a long time ago, but it was declassified. So now, like, you couldn't talk about it until very recently. Yeah, uh, this last year. Yeah, yeah, for mixing it up with some bad actors over uh, over in Afghanistan. Yeah, yeah, it was some good stuff though. Yeah. And uh, no, it's pretty cool. No thanks. I uh, no, I I hope that you know you guys can will let us know what you'd like to see from the team house. Um, you guys recommend guests to us a lot. Um, and sometimes they really pan out like Marty Peterson was somebody, somebody in the comments or something was like, you should interview Marty Peterson. She's yeah. a hero. I was like, who's that? And I went and looked her up and read her book. I was like, hell yeah, we need to have this person on. Yeah. So I'm open to recommendations. Um, let us know, let us know what you would like to see from the channel. Um, going forward and we, we take it under advice, under advisement and we think about it and bat around ideas. Yeah. Yeah. No, we, we definitely love your recommendations because, you know, you guys obviously, you've heard of people who we haven't. Like, we, we have a lot of contacts within sort of the modern, and Jack obviously is very well read in this area and knows a lot of these people from, you know, uh, from, you know, uh, Rhodesia and, and, and South Africa and whatnot uh, in Vietnam. But, 
there are still like a lot of great resources out there that we don't yeah. know. We, there, there, there's so many books. And then there are people who don't have books who are just, but they have a great story. But, but again, full disclosure, I think I've kind of like enlightened people to my philosophy a little bit in the show. But like, if you recommend somebody who's like a big time celebrity dude or something like that, like I'm probably not going to schedule them because they've been interviewed a hundred times already. Yeah. We just don't want to, Obviously, so this is where our our acumen as as savvy businessmen uh, <laughs> fails us, because obviously there are names out there that if we had on the show, our, all our numbers are you know you can go through our videos and see which videos have the highest views by far, and anybody who knows anything about. YouTube or podcast knows the more views you have, the more monetization you have. Um, so there's definitely a formula to making a lot of money in this industry, but we want to tell stories. We want people, we, you know, we don't just want the people that are going to get 40, 50,000 views. Like some of them, we like, we want them too, but we want to have the people who might only get five or 10,000 views but they're a story that you're not going to hear yeah. anywhere else yeah. because they're not making a lot of money right. through the well, like know, Jamie Caldwell, right? Unit guy. You could probably you knew it would do well, but Jamie's not a guy who's on a ton of podcasts right. and stuff like that. Not even talk like he's on podcasts talking about like fishing and stuff because he's a pro, former pro fisher, right, right. fisherman. But like a story about his career, he doesn't really. There aren't many at or at all any podcast with him out there. So like, that's a get like, that's a Paul. How get like, those are awesome. Right. We can get guys who are on every podcast, but I like that. We don't do that. Yeah. Yeah. No, me too. And I, I think, I think we had the conversation a long time ago, Dave, we're talking about how, like if we tried to like, just make it commercial and follow the template, like the YouTube template of like, this is how you grow a channel and get successful. This would just become like another job for us. Right. And it would get to the point where like we just kind of dread coming in here and doing this. Right. Like, in our uh, in our brand new Mercedes. <laughs> we we would we would hate that drive. I mean I mean, yeah, you you would have, you know, some money or whatever. Maybe it would be more successful, but it wouldn't be fun anymore. Right. You know, and right. I, I think that would be that would be a problem for, for all of us. Yeah. I and that's one of the like one of the joys about this about the long form and about this is every time we're with, every time we have a guest on, it, it's such a delight, you know, because this person, this person is letting us into their life. You know, this person is, is opening up on, on, on a, on basically live TV, yeah. essentially live mm -hmm. TV for anybody to, to watch for anybody to judge and, and like they're sharing a part of themselves with us, not just their story about a firefight, which that's all good and well, you know, I mean, I'm not taking anything like we want to hear those too. Some of the, those stories that we've heard on here have been amazing and, you know, and, and hair raising, but just even the more simple moments, you know, was it, was it, uh, uh, was it Sarah Carlson who like took her archery set to Libya? Yes. Right. Like Sarah was like, great. Yeah. Like that's <laughs> such an interesting thing that, you know, really humanizes the people in these organizations that seem so impersonal. I, yeah. I, I loved her book that that's going way further back. 
Um, she was cool. I, I loved her book and uh, in our interview with Sarah, she was fun. Um, yeah, man. I mean, it's been an interesting journey, and I'm looking forward to 2022 and seeing what we can do next to grow the channel. I think you mentioned like the goal is to get to four, like you know thinking around four. I think if we could double our viewership by next year, that's a home run, and it can become quote unquote a full time job or whatever. You know, we can get Jack off the street. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm getting a mink coat. <laughs> oh yeah, we need first. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I look forward to that day. Uh, until then, um, happy New Year's, everybody. And uh, we will see you next uh, next Friday. We'll be live again uh, with Steve Stratton, who served in the Secret Service and Special Forces. Oh, next Friday? Oh, next Friday. Again, lottery numbers, people. Yeah. I forgot that this time is traveling. in the future. Yeah. Time traveling. All right, guys. See you next time. When you visit Arizona... Time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com.